0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are. Whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate y'all joining me here and giving me a little bit of your time, as always, and for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, however y'all tell them about it, and and keep it growing, thank you. So much. We're going to go for one of our little walks down the dirt road today. And about all there is to say folks is that it's hot. It is absolutely hot. I am a little disappointed in myself in the garden and that we have a pear tree that has been doing wonderful for the last couple of years. And I watered it in this heat, and I think uh, scorched a pretty good chunk of it. So, I'm not real sure how that's going to turn out, but we'll see. A lot of birds out. One puppy dog seems to be coming down to go for a walk. So, other than that, just the background noise. All right, today, we're going to get to the... Thirteenth Amendment, uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about the Emancipation Proclamation that Lincoln issued uh, in 1863. Here's another puppy dog. So I'm going to read just a couple little excerpts from the Emancipation Proclamation, and then I'm going to talk to you about the or read you a little bit of the sermon given On the day of ratification for the 13th Amendment, by the President of the United States of America, a proclamation, whereas on the 22nd day of September in the year of our Lord, 1862, a proclamation was issued by the President of the United States containing, among other things, the following to wit, that on the first day of January, In the year of our Lord, 1,863, all persons held as slaves within any state or designated part of a state. The people whereof shall then be in rebellion against the United States, shall be then, thenceforward, and forever free. And the executive government of the United States, including the military and naval authority thereof, will recognize and maintain the freedom of such persons. And will do no act or acts to repress such persons or any of them in any efforts they may make for their actual freedom. And then it kind of lists through the states there, which is interesting in and of itself, but I'm going to skip down to the bottom and read the last few paragraphs. And by virtue of the power and for the purpose aforesaid, I do order and declare that all persons held as slaves within said designated states and parts of states, are and henceforward shall be free, and that the executive government of the United States, including the military and naval authorities thereof, will recognize and maintain the freedom of said persons. And I hereby enjoin upon the people so declared to be free to abstain from all violence, unless in necessary self-defense, and I recommend to them that in all cases, when allowed, they labor faithfully. For reasonable wages, and I further declare and make known that such persons of suitable condition will be received into the armed service of the United States to garrison forts, positions, stations, and other places, and to man vessels of all sorts in said service. And upon this act, sincerely believed to be an act of justice warranted by the Constitution, upon military necessity, I invoke The Considerate Judgment of Mankind, and the Gracious Favor of Almighty God. In witness whereof I have hereunto set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed, done at the city of Washington this first day of January in the year of our Lord 1863 and of the Independence of the United States of America the 87th by the President Abraham Lincoln. William H. Seward, Secretary of State. I Just one of those things, one of those little pieces of history, folks. Uh, we actually, we talk about this quite often publicly today, but always, not always, but often, with the political agenda of supporting supporting an agenda rather than talking about the truth and talking about history. Uh, Because even the simple things, right, when you're reading through this, uh, the year of our Lord, once, twice, three or four times just in what I read. And at the end, Lincoln talking about the gracious favor of almighty God, you know, we were in a war and he was freeing the slaves and he turned toward God again. And make no mistake, folks, this was not a deistic God. This wasn't some random uh, nature God. This wasn't mother nature. This wasn't Allah, from Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, or anything else. This was God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And so yet again, when our country is in turmoil, when we're struggling, when we're in pain, when we need guidance and direction, when we need hope, our great leaders, our greatest leaders, because it's, It seems to me impossible to argue that Lincoln was not one of our greatest. Definitely a man of the hour, kind of, kind of like they talk about Churchill in World War II. Turn to God. But somehow today, for the last 50 to 80 years, we're really supposed to believe that we're this secularist pagan country whose founders and great leaders, or the or the people at least that were quote-unquote loyal to the Constitution, to our founding, didn't want Christianity anywhere in our institutions and public policy. It's just not true. So what I wanted to read is, this is a little excerpt from the Patriots Bible. Uh, if you don't have a copy of that yet, I would strongly recommend a copy of that. The editor is Richard Lee, Dr. Lee. Uh, the Founder's Bible, also. The editor of that is David Burton, I believe. And then uh, the American God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotes, William Federer, the author there, if I'm not mistaken right now. Trying to pull that up out of my head. So, All of those, and I I talk about those frequently. For those of y'all that listen to the podcast, you've heard them, and I'll continue to. This is out of the Patriot's Bible. The ratification of the 13th Amendment on December 18th, 1865, completed legislation to abolish slavery, which had begun with the Emancipation Proclamation issued by President Abraham Lincoln in 1863. At Lincoln's request, Presbyterian minister Henry Hyland Garnett was asked to deliver a sermon in the House of Representatives to commemorate the event on February 12, 1865. This was a piece of his sermon. Augustine, Constantine, Ignatius, Polycarp, Maximus, and the most illustrious lights of the ancient church denounced the sin of slaveholding. Thomas Jefferson said, at a period of his life, when his judgment was matured and his experience was ripe, there is preparing, I hope, under the auspices of heaven, a way for total emancipation. The sainted Washington said, near the close of his mortal career, and when the light of eternity was beaming upon him. It is among my first wishes to see some plan adopted by which slavery in this country shall be abolished by law. I know of but one way by which this can be done, and that is by legislative action. And so far as my vote can go, it shall not be wanting. Patrick Henry said, We should transmit to posterity our abhorrence of slavery. So also thought, This, Congress, let the verdict of death, which has been brought in against slavery by Congress, be affirmed and executed by the people. Let the gigantic monster perish. Yes, perish now and perish forever. Let slavery die. It has had a long and fair trial. God himself has pleaded against it. Its death warrant is signed by God and man. Do not commute its sentence. Give it no respite, but let it be igno... No, I can't say it today for some reason, folks. Executed, Honorable senators and representatives, illustrious rulers of this great nation, I cannot refrain this day from invoking upon you in God's name the blessings of millions who were ready to perish but to whom a new and better life has been opened by your humanity, justice, and patriotism. You have said, let the constitution of the country be so amended that slavery and involuntary servitude shall no longer exist in the United States, except in punishment for a crime. Surely an act so sublime could not escape divine notice. And doubtless the deed has been recorded in the archives of heaven. Favored men and honored of God as his instruments, speedily finish the work which he has given you to do. Emancipate, enfranchise, educate, and give the blessings of the gospel to every American citizen. Pastor Henry Highland Garnett was the first black American to speak at the Capitol. First time in the history of our republic. A few things strike me here, folks. One is, most importantly yet again, where did we turn in this moment, we turn to God. I, the last line here from the pastor, emancipate and franchise, educate, and give the blessings of the gospel to every American citizen. These people in this moment, these men that were, that were passing this legislation or supporting it, this pastor, Lincoln, who had pushed for it, they all knew that the blessings came from God and, and that our republic rested on that strength. That was our foundation and, and that we had to turn there. And you look at these leaders that this this pastor and, and I, I always despise doing this, but I feel that sometimes it is necessary. And I think this is one of them. This black pastor, this black man that had grown up. Uh, whether he was a slave or not, honestly, folks, I, I don't know. I, I didn't look that up in preparation for this podcast, but but he had certainly grown up to adulthood in a country where slavery was was in a huge chunk of the country, and and who did he praise in this first paragraph? The first people: Augustine, Constantine uh illustrious lights of the ancient church, he turned to people Christians. And then and then Jefferson, who by his own own words, you know, he followed Jesus Christ in the truest sense. Then Washington, Patrick Henry. And those three in particular, they were what? They were white, they were male, and they were Christian. By their own professions. And, and most of the, the vast majority, uh, almost exclusively, I would say, of the men in this Congress that passed this, and Lincoln, who, who started it with the Emancipation Proclamation, was also what? White. Male. And Christian. And yet today, if you combine those three things, according to popular culture in the left, you would almost be talking about the devil himself. And yet this black minister thought it important enough to speak those words. We have become a society, thanks to the left pushing it and people that claim to be conservatives and patriots allowing it, divided by race, class, ethnicity, gender, instead of looking at people created equally by God. Of equal value different not the same different but of equal value we want to put everybody in these little bitty boxes and yet when you go back and look at this moment in time and we're not perfect folks I've said that a number of times Uh, if you're looking to try and make any one individual out to be perfect uh, you're going to be sorely disappointed. I can I can point you to the one guy who is, but it's not here on this podcast, and it's not any of the men or the women that I'm talking about day to day. And it's certainly not our country, but the times when we haven't been perfect, and there's, there's a quote that I was just doing research for another podcast recently. We're going to talk about this the times when we have been less than perfect, the times when we have had dark days in our country are when we have gone away from those teachings of Christ. And uh, there's just there's a ton more here, folks, but you know, this line from, from Pastor Garnett down here also struck me as I was reading it again. Let the Constitution, and he's reading a quote here from, I suppose, that the Congress passed. Let the Constitution of the country be so amended that slavery and involuntary servitude shall no longer exist in the United States, except in punishment for a crime. And then he goes to talk about God recognizing and honoring and rewarding uh, that that these men were favored because they were instruments of God and that the, the deed had been recorded in heaven but but that one line you know in culture today we focus a lot on still on this moment in time in our country you see political leaders cultural leaders dishonoring the national anthem, dishonoring the flag and claiming that they're still oppressed. And, and so we, we, in a way, we're still focused on the slavery and, and we're not supposed to be anymore, right? That's what it said. It was supposed to do away with slavery and involuntary servitude. But what do we have today rampant and growing across the country? a real slave situation, sex trafficking. But instead of focusing on that, we want to go back and rehash what these men went through and women and families, children. It's just a little side note, I guess, folks, at the end. The important thing was to go back and see how these men their comments, the Lincolns and then this pastors, and how yet again at a dark time, or I guess in this time, in a, in, a, in a brightening time, in a hopeful time, they turn to God. But we really need to make sure we get our priorities in order. We have some problems in this country today. America being systemically racist, sexist, and oppressive is not one of them. I'll leave you alone. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I thought that was a fascinating little bit by the pastor. So hopefully y'all got something out of it. Hopefully the country does too. God bless y'all. God bless your family. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.